Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture is Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary. With 25,000 square feet, Copenhagen showcases Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories for both home and office. Another plus, everything you see is in stock and ready for delivery. Whether you're looking for a simple leather sofa set or a full contemporary remodel, Copenhagen Imports has it. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, 2236 Breaker Lane, Austin. Copenhagen Modern Furniture. Visit us online at copenhagenliving.com. Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about the people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. I'm restaurant critic Matthew Odom, and in this week's episode, we talk to Jared Nice and Mondo Rayo, the self-described taco journalists and authors of Austin Breakfast Tacos and the Tacos of Texas, have a new show premiering on Robert Rodriguez's El Rey Network. In the United Tacos of America, the two visit eight cities around the country and explore the various foodways and cultures that have led to a taco explosion. Please excuse any thuds you may hear, as there was a grumbling for tacos happening at a party down the hall. All right, guys, let's just jump into it. All right, let's do it. Let's go. Break out the tacos. What? Uh, yeah, y'all didn't bring the tacos? <laughs> we ate them. It em. is. We ate them before you picked us up. Good grief. What, <laughs> what makes the perfect taco? Good question. Wow. That's like, you know... My answer is good question. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <clears throat> I think it's uh, one made by a very caring and dearing abuelita. Definitely not, uh, you know, assembly line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but we have the thing. It's, it's called the the Holy Trinity. You definitely need a tortilla, right? Horn of flour. You got the fillings. So whether you know you like al pastor or fajita or brisket. Um, and then salsa. Never eat a taco dry. So you always have to have some salsa. So those are the three main components, and then it's just a question of preferences, mm-hmm. quality, who's making it, the history of it. Yeah. I mean, were you guys surprised? Obviously, I'd assume you've both been eating tacos your entire life. Yes, absolutely. Um, where are you guys from originally? I grew up in East Texas and Beaumont and Houston, and then a little bit in Louisiana until I got to Austin. From college. What kind of tacos were you eating growing up in Beaumont and Houston? Uh, white people tacos. Yes. <laughs> what's, what's that mean? Taco a lot Bell? Of, a lot of, fl- yes. Taco <laughs> Bell, uh, flour tortillas, uh, queso, a lot of Tex-Mex. Um, and then in Louisiana, they had a lot of uh, Taco Bell. I mean, it was right. you know, pretty basic. Did you have a Tex-Mex staple like when you lived in Houston? Were there certain, was there a family well, Nimfas, restaurant? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we always went to Nimfas. Well, my, my, I had older sister, so it was always like go to happy hour with her. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I tag along, obviously. Um, yeah, so it was always, uh, you know, it's always Tex-Mex. And then, you know, in college uh, in Houston, it's like Tapatia and stuff for, for late night fair. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it was really cool going back to Houston to, to explore, like, places I'd never been. Where did you grow up, Mundo? Um, El Paso, Texas, y'all. El pa- <laughs> hashtag El Paso Strong. Um, yeah, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, uh, along the border and for us, you know, tacos are an everyday thing. Um, uh, well, you know, we, the tacos, uh, definitely were kind of the influence of, of Juarez. And so that's the Mexican side, obviously. 
Um, and a lot of like just small street street style tacos, um, whether it's tripas or uh, carne asada, carnitas. Definitely, if you go to El Paso, it's carnitas country. Mm-hmm. So, and then I moved up to Austin. I've been here for about 25 years and uh, kept going. How did you guys first get involved with your taco journalism project, your friendship? How did it start? What made you think, uh, instead of just sitting around eating tacos all day, presumably, let's uh, <laughs> let, let's make a venture out of it? Uh, Mondo was uh, mutual friends with... Uh, some friends of ours and uh uh you know we we'd gone to some house parties at Mondo's house and uh it was like august and he had this place on the east side called the miriam mansion uh, on miriam street which is this like big bachelor pad a bunch of dudes there bk before kids bk yeah. <laughs> and uh you know it was like august and you know hatch season and so Mondo's cooking up this like you know, the house is big, not, not much AC, if any. Yeah. Uh, and you walk into the kitchen, and he's got this, like, Mr. Miyagi, like, headband on. And uh, it's right. probably 120 degrees in there. And he's, you know, like, frying up this, like, pile of chili rellenos. And I was like, who is who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so, uh, you know, we, we became fast friends, uh, you know, played poker, hanging out, just Halloween party, everything. Um, and then... We, uh, a colleague of mine, Justin Bankston, and I at South by started Taco Journalism uh, based off, this was right when blogs happened, you know, when never blogger uh, kind of started, uh, Blogspot, I guess was what it was called. And it's then, still called that. I know. We still have it. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. Well, we have the, Shout it's, out it's, it's, it's redirect. <laughs> it's redirected to tacojournalism.com, but it's, uh, yeah, blogspot.com. And, uh, so we're know, talking a. 14, 15 years ago? Yeah, 2006 is when we started. Um, And that was, uh, there was a guy in L.A. doing a a blog called The Great Taco Hunt. And Mm -hmm. uh, he would go around and, you know, kind of like in the Jonathan Gold, uh, you know, kind of going to places that really weren't places you would normally, or or restaurant critics would normally review. And Mm -hmm. he was reviewing these taco trucks like they were, you know, fine dining restaurants. And we're like, oh, I was like, well, hell, we can do that. (laughs) And uh, so we just started writing, you know, and it was like, okay, we'll just keep writing about these taco places. Like, you know, he would show me a place I'd never been. I'd take a place he'd never been. And then um, uh, there was this, uh, the Austinist, which was um, the Austinist. shout out. Um, Old old school. (laughs) And uh, there's like five best tacos in Austin. I was like, oh, who's this guy trying to say who the best tacos are? (laughs) Who was it? Was it me? (laughs) No, it was uh, maybe Sam. Uh Uh, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, it was like written by with Mondo Rayo. And I was like, what? So I called Mondo. (laughs) I forgot all about that. So I called Mondo before like, you know, you could text people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You had to actually call people. Yeah. And uh, I was like, what are you doing writing for these guys? Like, you know, do you know about like what we're doing? He's like, no. So we ate tacos and. You know, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> Were you guys surprised? I mean, sometimes people will tell me, they, like, what are you working on? I was like, oh, I've been eating tacos the last few weeks. And they <laughs> think, well, there's, you know, you run out of options. You run out of choices. And after a while, don't they become redundant? Like, how? what do you say to people that don't appreciate the myriad joys of, of, of taco hunting? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know, the thing is, for us, a taco is always kind of a new experience, you know, Um it's sure you can have a carnitas taco and you can go to another spot and it's completely different. And, uh, but for us, uh, the way we view tacos is we, um, uh, we have this thing we call it tacos are, um, are the Trojan horse, you know, to learn about culture and community 
and where the food comes from. So for us, you know, we call ourselves taco journalists. So we kind of go beyond kind of, oh, is this a good taco or not? But we go into kind of like, well, where is the story? Why, why, you know, where does fajita come from or barbacoa? And, you know, where, where, where do those food traditions come from regionally or uh, the locality is super important? Um, and, then, and as well, you know, me being, you know, Mexican-American, uh, Latino, uh, is important for me to tell these stories. Um, that I think are often, you know, neglected for sure. And tacos going back in Texas, I mean, have y'all been able to trace back the first references of them? I mean, I, I know it's not kind of etymologically where they come from, but mm-hmm. was it, you know, border communities, Brownsville, um, yeah. McAllen, El Paso? What, what? How do you trace back the history of tacos specifically in Texas? Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, is um, I guess it was before we were this, in Texas. Before, <laughs> yeah, I, I always say, you know, Tacos were here before Texas was Texas. So this was part of Mexico. Yeah. Tacos so pe- didn't cross the border. The no. border crossed tacos. There you go. There you go. And, you know, the thing is, is in, you know, whether you think about, you know, uh, the corn tortilla, that was kind of obviously the, the, the maize that was used to make these, um, whether you, whether they call them tortillas or just little like patties, um, then with the influence of the, uh, the the wheat flour, right? So then you then you actually have another version of a tortilla, which is the flour tortilla, and that influence kind of came in through um, uh, definitely um, South Texas, you know, uh, San Antonio and South. But I would say, you know, just growing up along the border, whether it's El Paso or Laredo or Brownsville, uh, that definitely is kind of where um, that those food traditions come from because yeah. it was already there. There was no border, you know, and people were just eating the same thing. Yeah. And even before that, you know, Bill Esparza, really amazing taco historian out of LA um, who wrote the book, LA Mexicano. Um, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, tacos have been around forever, but they just didn't call them tacos because they didn't speak English or Spanish. You know, they, in the Aztec empires, they're, they're using mm-hmm. nixtamal and um, all these really kind of ancient ways to, to treat the corn with the with the uh, calcium hydroxide and mm-hmm. things where um, it releases all these other uh, you know nutrients in the tortillas and uh, you know you definitely see influences of the Spanish um, of of you know Middle Eastern uh, culture a lot of different um, you know just uh, people who came to Texas who came to Mexico who who um, who took the traditions of of what they were cooking and, and kind of infused them with the with the tacos, be it Al Pastor, be in the, you know, the Middle Eastern influence or mm-hmm. uh, the Discada in El Paso, which mm-hmm. is a, a lot of, uh, you know, the Chinese rail workers were using, uh, you know, old, uh, real, old railroad tires and they'd, they'd beat them out into look a, like a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the Mexicans were like, yo, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're great at you know? turning things into yeah. something else. <laughs> you got these, yeah, straight up Discada. What's the, uh, so you mentioned corn and flour. Is there, do you have a preference? I do definitely corn. Yeah, I think I I love corn. I also it's just you know for me it's the type of taco. Um, you know it's uh, and and if if the if it's a good flour tortilla made by hand and they're just buying the corn, then maybe you get the flour. Um, you know, but you know for bean and cheese, I, I love flour. For you know carnitas or apostor, I like corn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a taco pr- preference. What about fish tacos? Sure, sure, yeah. Flour fish. or corn. Uh, corn flour, corn. I could do either. I like corn. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> well, for sure. Like for me, like while well, my preference is 
is corn. Um, uh, uh, carnitas is great on corn. Yeah. You know, um, fajitas are great on flour. Um, so is a brisket, you know. So you got to, you know, really kind of figure out kind of, you know, what you're looking for, what flavor profile you're looking for, what textures. So fish taco, does it matter? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like the, the flour taco for a long time was maligned as kind of the gringo option. Sure. But I love a fresh-made, handmade flour tortilla. So, oh, yeah. So do a lot of te- Texans, Tejanos, Mexicans. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not just, uh, you know, for... For white guys who don't know what they're talking about, white guys who doesn't know what they're talking about. You know, I mean, you go to you know anywhere in West Texas, San Antonio. Uh, you know, it's a big flour, fluffy tortillas, oh, yeah. like fluffy, flaky, uh, buttery. Mm. You can't go wrong with a good flour tortilla, especially out of San Antonio. Yeah, when you guys were making, you guys made wrote a book about breakfast tacos in Austin first. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, right. We we wrote the blog for about six years and. Um, you know, we were always just, you know, stay true to what we're doing. We didn't take, we didn't do any advertisements. We didn't, you know, take any free tacos. We, we bought all the tacos. We did everything. And so for us, it was like, just stay true to that and then good things will happen. Um, and then a, a publisher approached us and was like, hey, we think there needs to be this breakfast taco book, an awesome breakfast taco book specifically. And, you know, we think you can write it. And we're like, well, you know. I guess we are writers. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we, we, we travel. It, it was pretty, you know, as far as the things we've done, it was pretty self-contained. It was all in Austin. You know, we interviewed yeah. 25 different people, everybody from, yeah. uh, you know, mayors to, uh, yeah. you know, musicians and, uh, you know, everyone in between. Um, yeah, we, you know, our concept has always been about community. So... So asking people like you know, what their take on the taco was it was like a big deal for us yeah. and their connection, uh, for sure. Yeah, it was always about the stories too. Like you, you know, the, some of the, the stories that came out of that book was about that, that, that I didn't really know about um, was like in the fifties and uh, whenever you know Mexican American kids were going to school um, and they were being shamed for eating tacos at school because you know white bread was the hot thing and if you didn't right. have a sandwich on white bread then you know you were looked down upon and so they had to kind of like sneak their tacos in and. You know, it's just kind of funny because now it's like you bring a tacos to school, like you're the hero. Yeah. <laughs> Put yeah. a taco truck outside of my yeah. school, <laughs> do business all day. Yeah, yeah. So you guys expand on that idea. At what point did you decide you were going to expand your horizons beyond Austin and start looking at the tacos of Texas? Um, you know, it was from the beginning, to be honest. Because <laughs> every time we'd write something or we travel, people would ask, "Oh, you need to try so and so," you know, in the valley or. Obviously, me from El, being from El Paso, everybody's like, oh, have you done this? And so for us, it's always, we've always gotten recommendations and we're like, ah, oh, yeah, it'd be great to actually go there. And with the book, we had the opportunity, UT Press approached us and we're like, you know, what's next? Dinner tacos? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, when you, All the tacos. <laughs> and when you write a book about Austin breakfast tacos, people are very, yeah. uh, they let you know why. why Real cute, guys. Yeah, why, yeah, why, yeah. They're, why they're not uh, the best tacos. Right, right. And why, yeah, so, no. so this, you know, for the Tacos of Texas, we definitely looked at, you know, what's what's uh, what are the different cities? Um, uh, Ten, you know, good even number 10 cities across Texas um, and uh, really looking at everything from street tacos to breakfast for sure to um, tripas, Tex-Mex, fajitas and kind of what goes beyond and anything obviously that goes in a tortilla obviously um, and and then we hit the road and you know and, so, and we interviewed I think for that book we interviewed 
close to 100 people. Yeah, we drove 7,000 miles and we didn't leave the state of Texas. Yeah. yeah. It's a big place. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, we covered like uh, half of the tacos in America. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of the American tacos, so are tacos around America. So at, at what point does uh, El Rey come to you, uh, Robert Rodriguez's uh, network, and say, let's let's do something together. How did that relationship begin? Yeah, well, they they reached out to us. You know, like like all, like like everything we do, we just waiting for someone <laughs> to come to us. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, so they came uh, like we were expecting, <laughs> <laughs> just the way we planned it. And, exactly. Uh, you know, we, obviously, you know, we I've, I know I've known Robert for a little while in my you know during my day job at South by and and what's your date? Let's just side check sidebar. What's your day job? Uh, I program the South by Southwest Film Festival. And Mondo, what are you doing these days? I'm a marketing consultant. Okay, back back yes. back to Robert Rodriguez. Re- yes. re- re- um, and then uh, you know, so we're like, yeah, they, they were like, oh, guys, like we'd like to meet, and we're like, oh, what's this about? Like we don't know. And so I was like, hey, well, they want to meet. Let's go meet them. Yeah. And uh, so you know, we we showed up to Troublemaker, and you know, they're just like, yeah, we like what you guys are doing. Uh, we think you know. Maybe we could work on something together, and we, we pitched them a few ideas. Yeah. One was just kind of to expand the Tacos of Texas, um, and then but then we had always we, we threw in our our, our pie in the sky yeah. idea, which is you know the United Tacos of America. Uh, you know, obviously we'd love to to go to through, throughout the United States, and um, you know there are a lot of different types of tacos in Texas, but there are even more types of tacos throughout the United States, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they like the idea and. Uh, you know, uh, here we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Robert has a history with El Mariachi, with Machete, and other films telling stories from communities that haven't been widely represented. Do you think that was their interest in working with you guys? Yeah, I think so. Um, the thing is, you know, when we look at, obviously, the work that we've done, we've always, that's kind of been our approach. It's like, hey, let's tell these undertold stories, uh, people that normally, like a big magazine, or radio station, or newspaper. <laughs> you know, it's hard for them to reach, or, or I don't, you know, whatever the reasons are. Um, you know, we, you know, we're like everyday guys, and we're just like talk to you about tacos. Sometimes they believe us, sometimes they don't. <laughs> and uh, but then we coax them into telling us their story, and I think that's that's part of uh, I think what matched us up with El Rey Network is to really focus on these these stories that. I think as, you know, a Latino, as a Chicano, um, that, you know, you're, yeah, of course I know these stories, but maybe does does the rest of America know these stories? Or do they only know a, a, um, a very, you know, stereotypical style of story? And so for us, it's, it really kind of worked out because we really kind of were like, okay, well, where, where are the tacos, one, and where is the story? And that was as, as equally as important. Um, as we were doing our, our research and writing our treatment uh, for this first season. So you guys are both from Texas, for, for more or less, uh, with a little time in Louisiana. So you obviously grew up around the tacos of Texas. You know them mm-hmm. well. How did you decide to start expanding your purview? There's obviously large Latino communities in Chicago or in New York or in Florida, Southern California. Mm-hmm. How did you go about deciding which communities you would visit, and how did you know what their taco culture look like or what their specialties were or did you find that out once you got there um it was a little bit of both um you know like with with, with uh when we started our the tacos of texas we actually started a, a texas taco council right and so with that same premise like we're you know we're this we're we're on this journey 
to not to say that we're experts or anything like that. We're taco journalists, so we're here to learn from those communities. So, so it was a mix of understanding like, okay, what are the, the ones that are really kind of have been popping up over the last few years, say in Chicago or in New York, or what are those small, smaller um, cities that have some great tacos and great stories. So through connections, whether it's um, through a lot of actually a lot of um, friends and colleagues, friends of friends, connections, whether it's, you know, uh, Bill Esparza giving us kind of the lowdown in the L.A. taco scene or Leslie Tejas in New York. Um, talking about Nick Stamal or Steven um, Alvarez telling us about Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah so exactly. would that be the most? Um, what do you think would be the most unexpected choice for the series? I, I would, I would guess Lexington. Lexington or New Orleans? You know, I think those are the two um, that were kind of the. You know, obviously, you know, I guess people, some people wouldn't expect Chicago, but if you know Chicago, if you know yeah. like the Carnitas scene there, then yeah. and how big of a um, of a you know. A Michoacan population, a Mexican population. There is obviously there's a lot of tacos there, right? Uh, but Lexington, you know, we and and we found you know that uh, you know you know news alert. There there are Mexicans everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, breaking news. Yeah. Uh, so you know there you know Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, you know, nicknamed Mexington because there's such a, a large uh, Mexican population, and you know they. You know who's who's working with the horses? Who's working in the farms? It's it's right. not who's making the tacos. Who's making mm-hmm. the tacos? Yeah. It's, there's a lot of uh, yeah. and it, it started small. You know, there, and we learned these stories about how you know, kind of in the '80s, a lot of these people came to the U.S. and tried to start their own little communities, and then you know, more and more people would come once they kind of were established. And you know, then you have this group of people who 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 are, who are craving the food from back home, and you know, Lexington, for example, you know, the Ramirez family. They mm-hmm. they started by. Uh, just going to Chicago and filling up their truck with tortillas and bringing them back and, yeah. and selling them for double the price. <laughs> and then finally they were, you know, they're like, okay, this is a thing. And so they went to Mexico and bought a $15,000 tortilla maker and, but they didn't know how to use it. And so they yeah. had to had to fly somebody up from Mexico to teach them how to use the tortilla machine. Yeah. Uh, but so it's all these stories of just, uh, you know, just really this real, a lot of hard work and a lot of just passion for food, for family, for their culture and uh, I think that really shows in the yeah. in the show. Yeah, I mean, and I think we wanted to showcase uh, some of the bigger markets for sure that you would think of, like like L.A., you know, like Houston. But I mean, I think for me, like one of the biggest surprises was Lexington. Um, and uh, there was already some stories uh, that were developed there, so we connected with a lot of locals uh, and and just understanding kind of what they went through of you know how. They started, you know, their own uh, tortilleria, then turned into taqueria, and how people wouldn't rent to them because they were Mexican, you know. So, so. But it's flipped around now that they yeah. they own the the whole strip mall and they they're renting to other Mexican, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs now too. So yeah, it's this really cool progression. Yeah. And then this this whole fusion of southern or the you know they call it the Nuevo South. So it's like this southern cuisine meets Mexican flavors and how that kind of comes together. Um, I mean, we had like the first, I had my, my first bourbon carnitas and that was <laughs> delicious. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, um, you, with Austin, you explored the Tex-Mex barbecue tradition, uh, with brisket, especially do you do that with each episode? Do you choose a specific style of taco to drill down on or do you choose a family and their story or how do you go about framing the, each episode? Sure. Yeah, for us it was uh, it's one um, you know one taco or taco style and one kind of issue that we're dealing with, um, and then you know for you know L.A. is like you could 
you could spend a, a year in L.A. right doing TV shows about all the different types of tacos in L.A. But but currently it's all about the birria right now. And, you know, and it's all about uh, street vending. And so, you know, we, we try to find like in Houston, you know, we've done Houston before. We've written about it in our books. And, you know, it was mainly Al Pastor and things like that. But this this was uh, the Houston episode, which is the premiere on Tuesday, is the uh, is Asian fusion tacos, which is, you know, you know, the you know, behind English and Spanish, the third largest language in uh in Houston is Vietnamese, and uh, it is the most diverse metropolitan area in the in the United States. Um, so you know, it was things like that where um, you know, how, like a pro, like cultural appropriation, or you know, when we were on the border down in mm-hmm. the, the valley, we we went and you know, we fed uh, some uh, asylum seekers that were coming out of the detention centers. Um, or coming out of the detention into the respite centers, which yeah. is where they kind of land after the detention centers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all about ranch style cooking. And so, yeah, it's always a, a type of taco. And then it's something we're, we're kind of use that taco, like Mondo said, as a Trojan horse for these, these bigger conversations. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we wanted to be, uh, I would say, uh, different or stand out. And, and the, to, to be honest, it's been our own style of like, hey, you know, sure, every city has all kinds of tacos, but let's focus on one and then go deep into that. Learn about this style of taco and then go deep into who's making it. Where does it come from? Um, how does that, how is that taco connected to the culture? And what are those community issues that are also part of that conversation? And, the, and this being a TV show, we wanted to, you know, tell really good stories too. So that, that was a big mm-hmm. part about it. it was like, you know, the, the people that we're interviewing, the, the stories that we're telling are the ones that we felt were either the most unique or, or fun or just something that was, you know, maybe we didn't know about or, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that have PR firms that have, uh, you know, publicists. Yeah. Uh, most of the places we went don't, had none of that. And so yeah. they're, they're not the places you're going to see on, you know, every, you know, Bon App list or all these lists that, you know, that just kind of feels like copy and pasting at a certain point where it's just the same places over and over again. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we definitely are going a little bit deeper into finding these more kind of uh, nuanced stories. And how has your relationship been with El Rey in terms of their producers? Did they have uh, much involvement or say in what you guys were doing? Did you give them? Did they give you feedback along the way? El, El Rey's been amazing. Uh, you know, they they uh, we didn't know that at the beginning. You know, we didn't know what it was going to be like. We're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, they're you know they're, they're they're you know a linear cable network. They they have a bunch of shows. They they do things a certain way. And you know, for us, it was you know going in and they're like, okay, this this is what we want to tell you guys. It's like we want y'all to do exactly what you've been doing <laughs> yeah we're like well we can do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no it's been great you know because like right from the beginning um just talking with you know the creative team they've been super i think supportive of our style of storytelling like actually i remember we we're in a meeting i was like are you, are you have you seen our stuff are you sure <laughs> this is the, the you know because it's not it's not um you know uh, glossy it's you know it's it's great you know great storytelling but but you know it's rough around the edges. Not food porn, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a lot of that too. That, but there's that too. But but at the same time, but it's it's also you know um, these, we have fun with it. We have fun with it. We have stories, um, and yeah, they were like, you know what? We want you to do what you want to do, so do it. And of course, they're involved in in the feedback process, and and you know we're we're both like in it to win it to make a great show, yeah, um, and tell the story of the taco to America. All right. No chickening out. (laughs) Knee-jerk reaction. Your two favorite tacos in Austin. Uh, Oh, that's that's actually pretty easy for me. 
Um, I for me, it's uh, Joe's Bakery. It's a uh, bean, egg, and bacon. Okay. Because you know, have you had that bacon there? Yeah. Yes, so good, right? And then because it's uh, it's battered, right? Overnight, <laughs> overnight. <laughs> and definitely, I have to go with Valentina's uh, uh, real deal Holyfield. Man. Okay. Yeah, just kind of gonna go all out. That'll set you up for a week. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's the real deal, Jaren. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I uh, for me, it's a habanero is like one of my my go to for anything anything they put beef fajita on, I, I will eat it. Uh, you know, the the tacos, sure, yes, <laughs> I, I will eat that. And then, uh, you know, um, I don't know, Veracruz Migas. Uh, you know, that's always kind of like I go back to that when you want to have something that's a little bit lighter, but but also super, you know, just fresh and good and. Um, I don't know. There's and then the list will keep going. <laughs> so if you that's had on our mood. <laughs> so last question: If you had to move to one city in Texas that's not Austin to eat tacos in for the rest of your oh, life, Houston, Houston, really? Town. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because the, 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 the diversity. diversity of the tacos yeah. is amazing. They I mean, have you can, everything. Yeah, yeah, they have everything. They have breakfast tacos. They have late night tacos. They have al pastor. They have, they have fusion. Tacos. They have brisket. Yeah, they, they have, have crazy tacos. things that we haven't even tried yet. Yeah, um, so good. But yeah. So see, Houston, Austin doesn't think it's better than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we never, you know, we they, we kind of got entangled in that whole like breakfast taco war or yeah. whatever. But but we don't hate on anybody. Like yeah, we we, we definitely know that breakfast tacos were not invented in Austin or San Antonio. <laughs> so you know, if you're going to start talking about Texas, then it's probably farther south. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming in. Thanks, Matt. Go Thanks eat some tacos. Us. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. That's our show. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook pages for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter, at LoveAustin360. And please, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. I love you so much. The Austin 360 Podcast is a production of the Features staff at the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by Alyssa Vidalas and Jane Alexander. Our theme music is from local band Hardproof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com slash loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this show without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your patience as your hunger grows and you think about all of the great tacos in Texas. Until next week, we'll see you at some taco truck enjoying your favorite taco. Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture is Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary. With 25,000 square feet, Copenhagen showcases Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories for both home and office. Another plus, everything you see is in stock and ready for delivery. Whether you're looking for a simple leather sofa set or a full contemporary remodel, Copenhagen Imports has it. Copenhagen Modern Furniture. 2236 Breaker Lane, Austin. Copenhagen Modern Furniture. Visit us online at copenhagenliving.com.